What are the years after high school for? What is education for? How should Christian students and their parents decide whether college is the best option, or which college to go to? Today's conversation is with Pastor Tyler Hatcher of Trinity Church here in Bothell, Washington. Tyler is on the board at New St. Andrews in Moscow, Idaho, and this year he's also stepping into an administrative role at Providence Classical Christian School. He believes in the value of education, and he's taken a lot of time to dig into what Scripture says about education. I think this will be a really valuable conversation for Christians to hear, whether you're a high school student preparing to make a decision, a parent preparing to help your student, or just reflecting on the value of and the need for college in general. I'm your host, Landon Buto, and this podcast is provided by Cleveland Street Mortgage in pursuit of our mission of helping people to cultivate wealth and property in submission to the Lord Jesus Christ. A quick note before we start, I plan to begin each episode going forward by reading a verse from Proverbs that provides helpful instruction in the area of work and wealth. Please enjoy this week's conversation, and remember that if you're interested in getting a mortgage with our team at CSM, or if you know someone who will be getting a mortgage soon, connect with us at clevelandstreet.com. I wish everyone would just shut up and let me do my job. It's ridiculous that they think they can come in and tell me how to do my job when I'm the one doing all the research for it. If that sounds like you at work, there's a verse in Proverbs that will serve as a helpful reminder next time you start thinking that way. Proverbs 10.17 says, He who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. It's unlikely that you're someone who straight up rejects anyone that offers you advice in your work. It's more likely that you grin and bear it through the conversation with your coworker or supervisor and then walk away thinking or telling someone, doesn't he know? But Proverbs commends the kind of person who covets instruction. Do you have a default assumption that you know what to do and that it would take a very special person to give you helpful advice? Or do you have a default assumption that you can learn from anyone? This verse reminds us to not only receive and tolerate instruction, but to covet it, keep it, hang on to it, remember it. All right, Tyler, I'm going to let you start by just giving a little bit of context to your thoughts on the topic of college, of higher education, um, what your study and consideration of the topic looked like. I don't know if it's formal study, but more just kind of thought process on the topic over the years. I think everyone has to face the question to some mm-hmm. degree. Um, how important is college? What should it look like? Um, and so what's your thought process been on it look like and what's your involvement in it? Sure. My interest in college really comes, or talking about college education, higher education, really actually comes from my um, uh, school years, my uh, you know, K through 12. Hmm. Um, what got brought into classical Christian education as, you know, kind of the first wave first generation of guinea pigs <laughs> our, yeah. our parents were your parents were involved in it as well trying to figure out what is this thing called classical Christian education um, and uh, you go through uh, grade school pursuing this um, uh, this relatively new model in our culture it's it's a very old model obviously mm-hmm. but um, but fairly new for our culture yeah and um, and then, okay, so then, then you reach your senior year in high school, and what's next? Right. And so, so really, my interest in college education or thoughts about higher education really do stem from kind of growing up in the classical Christian movement, mm-hmm. studying the liberal arts at the, you know, um, grammar and high school level. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so we can talk more into, you know, how those things tie together. But then more, a little more currently, my... Um, involvement in it has been um, I attended um, a classical 
Christian Liberal Arts College. I went to New St. Andrews College for my um, bachelor's and then also got a master's there. Um, and then um, currently serving on the board at New St. Andrews College as well. Um, and am involved at the um, classical Christian school that we both went to and graduated from and teaching there. Um, and am looking forward actually to being more involved in the school this next year, um, coming into more of an administrative role. Um, so very involved in it yeah. and yeah. Um, have a lot of ties to education. And um, my, my interest and study has not been particularly formal. It's been... You could say I'm sort of an amateur educator yeah. in that sense. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of some of the background of where I'm coming from with with some interest in with my interest in education. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny you mentioned that it starts from you know what do we do next after after high school, and I I grew up with with the assumption of what elementary and high school should look like of you know, obviously not everyone agrees with this, but this is really important, you know, education to form you. It's not all vocational prep kind of thing. And then in my mind, and and I didn't hear much conversation around it, that had very little connection to college. Mm-hmm. It was like that was all true up until 12th grade. And then that those principles just stopped and it became you need to get ready to get a job. You need right. to, kind of thing you know there was some there was some you know you're also you want to be in a solid christian culture and mm-hmm. um you know there were other considerations but it is interesting you have all these prompt strong principles about about education and then they just kind of stopped in 12th grade right. um, so it's interesting to figure out how to deal with that properly um when when do the like do they stop after your senior year of college when right. you know so um, so then what, yeah, what is your thought process? I, I want to start with kind of the purpose then of, yeah, what's next? Um, yeah. What, what's the purpose of the years after high school? Yeah. What's the purpose of college education? Yeah. So one, here's just one um, way to look at it, which I think is a helpful, um, it's not really an analogy. It's actually just a, a good example of it. Um, historically, the, um, if you look at the military, um, the primary difference, as I understand it, between um, enlisted men and officers was that officers had a college education. Hmm. That, that's one of the primary differences, right? So officers, part of what qualifies them to be an officer was that they had a college education. Hmm. Um, and again, historically, this is not so much the case anymore, but historically, um, that college education was a liberal arts education for the most part, or at least yeah. if it wasn't formally a liberal arts education, it was yeah. very, very much influenced by an education that was seeking to um, to um, produce um, free-thinking men and women, you know, for the military particularly men, um, who were able to think clearly, um, able to understand the world that they were in, and to lead in that world. Yeah, would you define liberal arts by the content or the goal of or both both yeah it has it has to be both yeah. right so the content is important because in the the liberal arts tradition and you could speak of it a little bit differently it, the liberal arts parallels in some ways the humanities there are differences in, when you're defining them you could define yeah. them differently but there's but there, there's a lot of parallel and one yeah. way to think of it as think of it is um, 
the liberal arts and the humanities, um, if you are going to be studying those things, what you are doing is you are, you are joining the conversation of Western civilization. There's a conversation that's been going on mm. in the world since um, Greek and Roman times. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, the, that's the conversation that um, God saw fit to bring Jesus into. Right, you have you have Jesus brought into this um, uh, weird um, meeting of Hebrew culture and Greek culture and Roman culture all at the same time, hmm. right? Yeah, and, and then from that grows um, Western civilization, which is largely Christian or at least Christian uh, Christianized is influenced, and it, and it spreads um, into Europe and then eventually into North America and other parts of the world as well, but that's kind of the yeah. general um, focal, focal points. Um, and so to study the humanities, to, to enter into the liberal arts tradition, a big part of what that is, is entering into this conversation that's been going on for thousands and thousands of years. So is, make it a little less... Grand. Cloudy. <laughs> yeah, sure. a little yeah. less big. What do you mean enter... What do you mean it's entering into a conversation? Um, so... Like, is it, 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 you're studying and talking about, thinking about the same questions? Is that? Yeah, a lot of it is. And a a lot of it is the pursuit of, um, so if we um, back it up before Christ um, and and take some of the pagan elements of it, it was, in large part, it was the pursuit of the good life or the pursuit of the Hmm. good, right? Hmm. So even the ancient pagans had a sense of there is something which is good, which is worth pursuing, <clears throat> and that good is often tied to morality, um, intellectual acumen, um, the ability to accomplish things, the ability to lead and shape culture. All of that's bound up in this pursuit of the good. Mm. Then and then, um, so that's going on in the pagan world, um, and is not. Uh, there's similarities in in the um, ancient Israel, uh, Hebrew world as well. But you bring those things together, then. It, coming up to and around the time of Christ. And all of a sudden you've got um, the pursuit of the good finally meets the logos, right? Meets the word. It's, it's Christ. And so now the rest of um, what the rest of the world is supposed to be doing is pursuing the good, mm. pursuing Christ yeah. in all things. Yeah. So when I, um, when I say we're entering into the conversation, what we're doing is we're, we are um, pursuing the same thing. Um, and, and um, if you are, you know, we're having a conversation here about education. If somebody, um, you know, half an hour from now, once we've really gotten into the conversation a lot more, if somebody walked into the room and sat down um, and started trying to talk with us, mm-hmm. um, we would look at them like they're crazy, right? Because they they don't actually know where where we are in the conversation because they haven't been listening for right. the last 30 minutes. Yeah, It's the same kind of thing when we want to uh, think about pursuing um education in the sense of that pursuit of the good, if we're going to do that without also listening to the conversation yeah. that's come okay. before. So that's yeah. why it's important to study the liberal arts, to study the humanities, yeah. to to read Plato and Aristotle and Anselm and you know the other early church fathers and the reformers. And th- this mm-hmm. conversation's been going on for right. a long time. Right. We should engage in it and not just assume that we should start from where we are right now. Yeah. And so so that all you would say is what um, the military kind of had in mind when they when they said this is what makes you an officer. This well, what... yeah. So, so go, yeah. Going back to that, um, you have that the example. To... 
to, uh, to think through those things? Somebody, or? yeah, somebody who is trained to think about the world um, and to engage in the world is the kind of, in, in those ways, is the kind of person that can, um, that can both lead other men and make decisions on kind of on the fly. They've, they've been given a foundation and principles which they can then apply. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't, uh, uh, you know, it's not saying that the enlisted men, they don't know anything, right? Sure. But typically, yeah. in terms of, if you just think of it in terms of training, right? The enlisted men are not trained to think particularly strategically big picture. Mm-hmm. They're given um, relatively, um, important word there, relatively, right? Simple tasks, simple orders, and they're expected just to do what they're told. Mm-hmm. The officers are expected to be able to adapt to situations. Yeah. Right? That's kind of, that's part of the difference. Yeah. So, what, and this gets to the to just the general question of what is education for? Yeah. Um, is education, do, do we as Christians think that education ultimately is um, teaching people little particular bits of information um, so that they can follow simple orders. We do. Yes. Well, I think we do, right? Yeah, yes. I, think, I think we tend to think that way. Um, but is that is that a biblical view yeah. of what an education is? Yeah. Um, no, it's not. A biblical view of education, pull from Paul in Ephesians 6, where he says to fathers that they are to train up their children in the um, discipline and admonition of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Okay, The word for discipline there is, is the Greek word paideia, which is the kind of word, um, it's used in scripture typically to mean discipline or chastening, that kind of thing. But culturally speaking, or in, in Greek, it, it's the kind of word that um, really takes um, volumes to explain. Hmm. There's just so much behind it. Another, maybe another um, uh, parallel English word would be something like enculturation. Hmm. Okay, so the paideia, the enculturation, hmm. and then the admonition or the instruction of the Lord. That's what fathers are told to do with their children. They're to, they're to train their children up in um, the enculturation and the instruction of what God has said. Hmm. Um, and that's far more than just than just learning your Bible verses and your right. catechism. Well, how do I know that? Well, because God says in Deuteronomy 5, and Jesus echoes this later on, um, that you are to love the Lord your God with your heart and your soul and with your strength. And Jesus adds the mind mm. into that equation, actually. Mm. Um, you're to love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, one of the effects of sin, so hold that in, in mind for just a moment, that love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. One of the things we need to recall about about sin is that when when Adam sinned and he broke fellowship with God, everything was affected by his sin. Right. It's not true that um, it was just sort of his spiritual self that was affected. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was affected. Included in that is man's mind. Mm-hmm. Man's mind is affected by sin. The physical. The, the physical aspect of your yeah. mind, but also the rational aspect of your mind. Mm-hmm. Man's reason is actually affected by sin. Mm-hmm. Um, that's part of why we're called in the New Testament to renew our minds. Yeah. Why do our minds need to be renewed? Mm-hmm. Well, because it's, we're fallen. It's, yeah. it's been broken. It needs yeah. to be renewed. So part of what education is, then, is the training in the enculturation, in the instruction of the Lord, so that our minds can be renewed. Hmm. And it's much more than just your mind, but that's we tend to, we tend to associate education just with the mind. Um, but yeah. it's much broader than that, too. Yeah. 
So they're, they're, they're obviously connected, but it seems like you're drawing out two different ideas. One is the, the, the value of education to form you into a certain person and to form certain skills in you to be able to, because you have, have studied the, the conversation and, um, and studied the conversation that's come before you and seen the answers that people have come to and the questions they've asked and how they've responded, your ability to think big picture and and um, and think cl- clearly, and then also obviously connected, but it seems slightly different is the need to understand um, what God has said about ev- everything. Yeah. Um, and that is how you know when we see those commands of raising up your children in the paideia of the Lord and um, and renewing your mind, that means that 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 prescribes your goal almost for education. Yep. Um, so is that are how are those are those connected? Are they separate ideas? Yeah. yeah. So I think um, Christian education is uh, what Christian education should be is training people up to be um, to to live and think freely. Um, in submission to the Lordship of Christ in all things. Um, one of the aspects, one of the um, maybe unique things about a classical Christian education, um, and if you're familiar with that, familiar with classical Christian um, conversations, um, this is something that gets brought up a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's the idea of integration between subjects, mm-hmm. right? So. Um, we don't have, we don't think of our math and our science and our English and our history as completely distinct disciplines. They're actually all integrated, and the integration point for all of them is the Lordship of Jesus. Mm. It's, it's the fact that he exists as Lord of all things. Colossians 1 tells us that all things were made through him and for him, and in him all things consist. All things come together in mm-hmm. Christ. Um, and so... Um, that's the great integration point for everything that we study. And so really, you, in one sense, you, you could argue that you can't have true education apart from Christ. Mm. And I think there's something, yeah. there's something really true about that. In God's common grace, um, he has given us the ability to learn and to be educated even when we reject Christ. Right, yeah. But, but, it's not, but, but if there is no Christ, you can't actually have education. Mm. Yeah, um, and you're not saying necessarily you can't be educated unless you acknowledge Christ. Right. You're saying if Christ doesn't exist, none of this right. comes right. together. Right. You can't have a connection between anything. biology and um, and English um, apart from Jesus holding everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be able to see the connections and reject the one who is the connection point, sure, right? Yeah, um, but but the reason that you can that there are those connections is because of Christ. Yeah, yeah. So okay, I think that I mean, there's obviously you can flesh that out a ton, but I think that's a helpful picture of what you know just education broadly should do. Um, it it, sh- it should. It, basically, I, I think the main the main thing I'm hearing the main thing. That that you're driving home is that it there's there's a lot of pieces we talked about, but one piece that's coming out is that 
it forms you in a certain way. Right. It's more than the things that you remember that right. you can remember to apply. Right. Um, there's more going on than what you see yeah. is going on when education happens. Yeah. And so it, let me dovetail back to yeah. then the again this analogy the looking at the military is just yeah. an example. Yeah. So. Um, uh, if we want to, what's the purpose of college is kind of um, one of the questions you asked yeah. early on, or how should we be thinking about it? Um, the Do we want to be, as Christians, do we, if, if I'm thinking about my kids, right? So when my kids get to the point where they're um, done with high school um, and what's, what's next, do I want to, um, do I want my kids to be going out into the world um, and do I expect them to be um, cogs in the machine, right? Do I expect them to be trained in such a way that they can perform the simple tasks and just do what they're told? Hmm. Or do I want them to be trained in such a way that they go out and they think for themselves and they adapt to situations and they're creative and they are building things themselves and they are um, pursuing excellence for the sake of excellence itself mm -hmm. um, under the Lordship of Christ in all things. Um, a, that one sounds better. That one sounds better. Yeah. I, th I think so too. <laughs> yeah. um, in effect, that's what a college education, I think, should do. Mm. Okay, and a, a college, why, why pursue higher education? Um, for the same reason that I want, um, I, I think Christian, we want our Christians, we, as Christians, we want our children to be leaders. Right? Mm. We want them to be leading. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because we want them to be leading um, our people, broadly speaking, to Christ. Yeah. Um, and they're going to be doing that, a lot of that, by example. Um, I, and so I want uh, my kids to be, um, if, if they're going to pursue higher education, I, I want it to be um, with that in mind. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to be um, pursuing higher education so that I can get a job, so I can just fit into the society as it is. Yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, I think, is a accurate um, but probably not widely uh, appreciated version of framing the kind of vocational prep. Yes. You know, there's a, there's a more favorable way to frame that mindset yeah. oh, absolutely. Uh, than get a job to fit in this society as yeah. it is. Um, so, yeah, so let's take everything we've been talking about, um, the principles of the purpose of education, you know, what what are our goals as Christian? What what are we trying to accomplish? Um, and how does all of this, how does what we study affect that? Um, that all makes sense. So then, yeah, timeline, We you know, do you always need to be in formal education that is, um, that, that is doing those things? Um, what is that time? What do those principles look like at different times of life? And then, um, you know, you do want your kids to get a job. Right. Um, when should they be learning those skills? Isn't that what college is for? Right. Uh, learning the skills of the that they're going to need in the role that yeah. they're in. Yeah. How does all of this then apply to after? Uh, yeah. Let Let's say you know, everyone's on board up through senior year. Yeah. How does it all then apply after that? Yeah. All right. Sorry for the interruption. Give me thirty seconds. If you're listening to this podcast, you might not realize it, but you can give your friends a huge gift by saving them hours of sifting through lenders to find someone they can trust when they're trying to get a mortgage. 
So help your friends out and do us at CSM a big favor. If you ever hear any of your friends talking about buying a house or getting a refinance, let them know you know someone and send them to clevelandstreet.com. Let's say, you know, everyone's on board up through senior year. Yeah. How does it all then apply after that? Yeah. Um, so let me start with just two things. Thinking particularly about this idea of getting a job or a vocation. Yeah. Um, so um, we, the, the word vocation, we almost always apply it to um, the thing that I'm doing that I get a paycheck for. Right. My job, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I think that's, first of all, I think that's far too narrow of a view of vocation, mm-hmm. right? Um, vocation means, um, it comes from a, the Latin word, which means a calling. It's something I'm called to. Mm-hmm. And any one individual has many callings, actually. Um, one part of that is the tasks that he is doing by by which he is providing for his family, right? right? Um, but uh, there are many other things that yeah. we are called to. Um, it, every Think of just the different relationships that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a calling as a son or a daughter. You have a calling as a husband or a wife. You have a calling as a parent. You have a calling as a, um, a friend and a neighbor. Mm-hmm. You have a calling as a church member. You have a calling as a citizen. Yeah. These are actually all vocations. Yeah. So again, um, do we want our education um, to be focused? Is the purpose of education focused just on the task part of my vocation? Or do I want to be educated in a sense in all of these vocations? Yeah, so I mean, it is is vocation prep. Right. But if yes, yeah, if you view vocation correctly. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's helpful. So that's one thing. And then the other distinction I think that is helpful, um, I got this from um, uh, Dr. Uh, Merkel, who's the the president at uh, New St. Andrews. Um, And he uh, has done some good... Um, historical study on um, education, the history of education in America. And um, one of the things that he likes to point out is when the pilgrims first came to um, America, um, there were no jobs. Right. But there was an awful lot of work to do. Hmm. Right. There were no jobs because there were no big companies. There were there was no Amazon. There was mm-hmm. no Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Um, There's no Boeing. Um, but but there were all kinds of there was all kinds of work to do, mm-hmm. um, and I think there's a um, I I think there's a biblical principle there um, that we have culturally lost, which is thinking that I need to go and do a job um, for somebody so I can get a paycheck and provide for my family. That's true and good, and you can do that very faithfully. You know, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. That's, a, that's a, you know that also there's a biblical principle there that that needs to be followed. Yeah, and, and that you know the way we think about it is that is that kind of defines yes. everything. Right. That's the structure in which exactly. you work. Which job do you have? Right. Yeah. Instead of kind of taking a little bit of a step back and saying this is the world that God has made, um, He has told us to go and take dominion over it. What's the work that needs to be done in order to accomplish that? And right now. And right now. What's in front of me right now? What are my opportunities? Mm -hmm. And so there's a little bit of a shift that needs to happen, I think, in terms of thinking about vocation. Yeah. Um, And again, your education actually helps you view vocation in a particular way. It's Mm -hmm. either going to train you to view it in a way that's more, I think, more conforming to this idea of 
um, God's command to Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and take dominion over it. Mm. Or the idea that's more of a, a secular idea, um, which is simply that it's um, to accomplish a task. Um, and, and again, to uh, I think to put it coarsely, to um, be a cog in the machine and just kind of fit in with mm. what's already going on. Yeah. Um, now, that, that being said, um, there is nothing wrong with recognizing you're in a situation where I just... I need to make money because I need to feed my family, mm-hmm. so I need to get a job. Mm-hmm. Right? That that can be a very faithful decision yeah. as well. Yeah. But when we're thinking, when we're when we're not in that moment, and we're thinking a little bit more broadly about what kind of what kinds of things do I want to provide for my kids, mm-hmm. so that when they get to this point, they're able to think about what they should be doing. Yeah. Um, we want our education to be training them in that direction. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, as far as Picking, if you are someone who's, you know, applying for a job, picking a job, mm-hmm. whatever, um, you know, I think there is a sense in which you can do, you can do everything you're talking about of bringing value to the, to, with the skills that God's called me to do and, and helping build fruitful things, even if the job is pre-made, you right. know, if there's a, if there's a box yeah. that someone says, Hey, do you fit in here? Right. Um, so you can do that in a way that is fruitful and is fulfilling all those things, I think. Yep. And then you can also do it in a in a way, do the same thing in a way that is not asking the right questions. It comes right. to the same same answer, maybe. Right. Um, but it's just what job can I fit into? Right. What you know um, for for the paycheck that works for me, right. kind of thing. Right. Um, so. That's 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 the goal after college. What practically? What does that look like? A little bit. Um, what kinds of things are you studying? Is there a point where you integrate um, more specific yeah. uh, skills mm-hmm. versus um, versus studies of subjects that form you in the ways that you're right. talking about? Which um, you know, studying skills is going to do some right. things. But but when does it? Uh, is there is there a place for that? Is college just extended, extended years of right. uh, just gets a little bit more uh, more narrow, but but still maybe not as narrow as we are. What 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 would you say is a biblical way to approach the content um, of college and and who it's for? Yeah, you know, right? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Um, so. Uh, again, the um, should should part maybe another way of framing the question is um, should everybody go to college, and if not, who should? Yeah, uh, yeah. Or at least that's part, that's one part of it. Yep. Um, and I think the answer is no. Not everybody should go to college, or at least not everybody should. Pers- it shouldn't all be the same, mm-hmm. right? Um, and. Um, uh, but I do think that if you're going to pursue, if you want to pursue higher education in the sense of, um, uh, well, if you, if what you want is to obtain particular skills, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think we are, we've kind of bought into a little bit of a lie that the way to do that is by getting a four-year degree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, There's nothing wrong with getting the skills. Right. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I just had knee surgery this year, and I absolutely want (laughs) people to study hard under good supervision and pass their tests and everything so that the doctors um, can actually perform surgeries faithfully and and do a good job. I um, I want engineers to have the right skills and abilities and understanding so that when I drive across a bridge, it doesn't collapse, mm-hmm. right? These are really important skills yeah. to have. Yeah. So nothing wrong with pursuing skills. But again, there's a little bit of a question of what what are you doing um, kind of underneath all of that? Mm-hmm. Why um, are you, again, maybe that's just one part of what you are called to. Mm-hmm. Um, but you should also be pursuing education, I think, in a much more broad sense to uh, an education that is training you to be a complete person. Yeah. So and, when, and so then the, then the college part of that is, yeah. you know, where does that fit in? Well, again, I think that's helpful thinking about the, um, the difference between an enlisted man and, a, and an officer. Um, are you interested in being a leader mm-hmm. in culture? Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and if you are, then you need at least some sort of a, a foundation that I think for, at least in the, I mean, there's so many different variables that come into this in terms of, you know, we, we just assume that we're doing K through 12, right? We, we assume yeah. that K through 12 yeah, is yeah, like, yeah. that that's normal, yeah, sure. right? And so there's all kinds of questions about, okay, well, is, you know, is six to 18, like, real, like really, should we be doing grade school for that? Yeah. There's all kinds of questions yep. about that, sure. that, that need to be continued to study studied and discussed yeah but assuming i'm just going to take that as the structure that it is right so you turn 18 you graduate from high school and you're considering what's next um i think if you want to at that point if you want to if somebody wants to pursue uh really practical skills um in in the realm of the trades for Mm -hmm. instance um don't go get a four-year degree Mm -hmm. for the most part go get an apprenticeship Mm -hmm. you're going to learn a lot more actually on the job with somebody in that way. Um, uh, there are some vocations, some um, callings that I think um, actually really benefit from a um, something like a liberal arts degree underneath it. Again, take doctors, for instance. Um, a doctor who, um, and, and that's one of the tracks that um, tends to be the longest in terms of yeah. education, right? You've got yeah. years and years and years of Study, and then you've got years and years of residency, and then you've got depending on what you're doing, right? Um, so really long track. Um, but if if somebody's pursuing medicine, and they don't have a um, foundation and training in worldview and thinking about um, who God is and the world that He's made and what people are for and what people are, and He's going to be getting into a world that absolutely rejects the Christian standard of yeah. those things. Yeah. And so he's going to be swimming upstream. And if he doesn't have that foundation, yeah. uh, there's, um, there, there's, there's actually a lot of concern in yeah. terms of how he's going to be able to operate in that yeah. world. And again, you know, we can point to uh, exceptions to this Christian doctors that are faithful and whatnot. But, but if we're talking broadly speaking, culturally, do we want doctors who really understand the conversation of the world, right? Yeah. How, how we've gotten to this point, mm-hmm. and who know um, what um, um, what genetics are for, mm-hmm. from a Christian perspective, or do yeah. we want doctors who've never really thought that through philosophically, yeah. Yeah. and who are thrown into this Darwinistic, materialistic environment? Um, that's just one little piece of it. Yeah, 
Yeah. For I, one and, little example. Yeah. And you, something you keep mentioning is, do you have a foundation? Um, and, and in figuring out who, you know, how long do you have formal education, essentially? Sure. So, yes, everything, formal education is good. That's the goal of it. Um, at what point, how, how long uh, do we do we kind of make that the main thing for yeah. young Christian men and women? Um, yeah, I think I think it's helpful to frame it as having a foundation. Uh, I've given it some thought before, and that's kind of the conclusion I came mm-hmm. to is, you know, that's that's you know, elementary high school starts that, um, but for most people, um, it, there's more needed. Yeah, I mean, you get everybody's familiar with thinking of that 18 to 22 um, chunk of time as really some of your most formative years. Yeah. In terms of your, um, and again, some of that may be just because of the way our culture works, where it's you're you're at home until you're 18. And yeah. Then, right, so there's yeah. questions about sure. that. But again, but given as things are, it is. Yeah. Th- that's where we are. Um, that that chunk of time is really really formative. The majority of people, again, at least historically, that's uh, around the time where they meet their spouse. Hmm. Right. Um, it's the time where they really do make some decisions that set them up on a particular path in terms of career and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so, so those are the years where, um, and and you're out typically you're outside of your parents' um, influence in a new way. Yeah. You're forming all kinds of new habits and things on your own, learning yeah. to be on your own, be independent in a in a new way. Yeah. Um, and so I think it really is that that is prime training ground yeah. then for a lot of these things. You can get some of that in high school, um, and you should. Mm-hmm. You should get some of that in high school, mm-hmm. some of that training. Mm-hmm. But you really want, I think, that where, where um, young people are a little bit more independent. Um, that's a really important but time. But still heavily trained. Heavily trained, yeah. influenced, um, and building those foundations and teaching them to do it by thinking on their own about these things. Mm-hmm. They're not just thinking it because it's what their parents think, Yeah. but they're actually approaching it and tackling it for themselves. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of a sweet spot because because they are independent. It makes them um, somewhat malleable. Right. Uh, independent for the first time. Right. They're, they're in kind of a malleable stage. Right. And then when you're in that malleable stage, you want to be formed yeah. in the direction you want to be yeah. formed, in the yeah. way that you want to, um, that is right to be formed. In. Right. Yeah. As far as the question about um, formal education, um, two things. One is... Um, I think we should um, a, a little bit more embrace an idea that education really shouldn't ever end, right? Um, yeah. One of the, again, one of the stated goals of the classical Christian movement is we want to create learners who love learning, mm. right? Yeah. So so you really should always be pursuing further education. Mm. And, and one of the best ways to do that is just by reading good books, yeah. right? So you're continuing your education after your formal education is done. But then the other piece of it is... Um, um, I remember having conversations with people about, man, I don't, you know, I want to pursue engineering or I want to pursue medicine and I don't want to do another, you know, tack on another four years of college and before I accomplish that. Yeah. Um, or I don't want to tack on another four years of financial burden, you know, before yeah. I pursue that. Yeah. And so there's, there's two things about that, I think, that are... Um, we quickly assume. And one is that... Um, we assume that four years is a really long time. Hmm. When you're 18, it is. Yeah. Right? It's almost a quarter of your 
life existence. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. seems like forever. Yeah. Um, but you talk to almost every college graduate, and when they graduate senior year, you know, everybody says, wow, that went so fast. Yeah. I can't believe how fast that went. And now, you know, 10, 15 years later, looking back on it, I think, man, that was like nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of it is a perspective issue. Yeah. We think that four years is just an incredible amount of time, yeah. and I, I can't, um, I don't have enough lifetime to tack that on. Yeah. Um, I think we're a little too, um, uh, we're too used to McDonald's. We're too used to just getting things immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's how valuable is right. it? And then that's the other yeah. piece of it I was going to say yeah. is I, we also don't think of, I think if you were just, if, if what we're talking about is four years of, um, training you for a particular job mm-hmm. when you, you know, and you're debating whether or not you needed that. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. Decide that. Yeah, I don't need that. Yeah. I can learn that in another environment. Mm-hmm. Um, but if what we're talking about is this kind of education that is training you to be a person, a, a full, complete, robust person who who is able to see his vocations and is prepared to pursue his vocations, his or her vocations, in, in all these different ways under the Lordship of Jesus Christ with, with a mind that is able to think clearly um, leading whatever group that God has placed you into lead, whether it's as a mom and a dad and you've got your kids, mm-hmm. right? That's, you're a leader, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're um, one of our elders likes to say that the, the father in the home is, a, is the, um, the youth pastor for the home. Mm-hmm. He's the local theologian, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's, not, it's not the pastor up front that's the, the primary theologian. No, mm-hmm. it's, it's the father in the home. He's the local um, theologian, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to be leading people, Mm-hmm. Um, almost regardless of what else yeah. you do. Yeah. Um, do you want to be, per, um, if you're pursuing an education that is preparing you to lead in these things and think this way in every area of your life, um, that's a kind of wealth, really, that you're pursuing those four years mm-hmm. that's intangible, but actually has all kinds of tangible outcomes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's immeasurable in some ways. Yeah. It's it's not clearly defined. Um, but but Christian education like that, while it might not be measurable um, on a spreadsheet, it's visible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the, the the kind of fruit that comes from that is visible. Yeah. You you know it when you see it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the other piece of that the person in that scenario. Um, you know, I don't want to wait four years before dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing to consider there is, um, and it's, again, part of the assumptions about how we, that we have about college, is um, you don't really have to be waiting for you. You right. know, you don't have, you know, it's full time, yes, and a lot of colleges are very consuming. Yeah. Um, but you probably should be doing things yeah. towards what you want to do, yeah. you know, in in the in the job sense that yeah. you do um, during that time. Instead of you, you know, there's there's internships, but still it's it's still very segregated. Um, it seems like uh, most people's assumption of mm. I gotta wait until I've graduated. To start doing the thing I want to do, right? Um, it's either college or work or right. vocation, you know. Well, and you look at the the higher education system in general, and it really is. I think we have taught, we have been taught, and we have accepted the teaching that 
um, college is a time to be spoon fed, hmm. right? And so, so there's not really an encouragement to really go and pursue yeah. these things yeah. before you graduate. Yeah. Um, in the same way that yeah. you you are assigned a dorm and given a you know given a meal pass. Yeah. And um, right, all yeah. these things are just kind of given. You're just spoon fed all yeah. this stuff instead of teaching people to take responsibility. Yeah. To yeah. pursue. Maybe do um, something if it's part of your degree. Right. Like if maybe you can get some credit internship. for it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I think that's a good point. Um, so can you, you know, break, break it down a little bit more practical in terms of deciding, you, you know, you said it's not everyone necessarily. Um, obviously, when you think of it in terms of foundation, um, then it kind of reframes the whole conversation uh, mm -hmm. instead of high school and then college or mm -hmm. high school in the four years of the, whatever. Yeah. Um, when you think about I'm pursuing a foundation, it yeah. kind of helpfully reframes the whole conversation. So obviously there's not a uh, formula to figure out right. who it's for. Um, what are some, some questions you should ask uh, or, or parents could be asking um, about about their kids or, or young uh, high school students could be asking about college of um, where to look, whether to look for colleges. Yeah. What, yeah, just questions about a little bit more practical, a little bit more specific. Yeah. Um, so um, one of the things I think is um, this, this is related. It, seem, it, may be, it might seem unrelated for a moment, but it is related. One of the questions that is frequently not asked when students are or parents with their students are looking for colleges is um, is there a faithful church hmm. there yeah right um, I think a lot of times the um, I think a lot of parents do ask that question but I think they tend to ask that question kind of in reverse order mm -hmm. it's sort of I um, you know I'm interested in this degree or this major and so I want to go to this school because it has a good name for that. And I'm going to go visit it. Um, and while I'm visiting, I might check out a few churches. Mm -hmm. um, or I'll find a good church when I get there. Um, you know, most parents are, I think, in, in our circles anyways, are, are very in, uh, concerned and interested yeah. that their kids find a good church. Yeah. But there's not a sense of, oh, this is a good church community. Yeah. Um, and um, and I want to be a part of that. Yeah. And get an education alongside of yeah. it. I would, um, so and, and sometimes you can't, right? Sometimes it's like this is really what I think I'm called to do, sure. and I need to pursue this, and um, and so I need to find a church that's yeah. so sometimes it can go that, that order. Because um, I, I, what are the odds that you get somewhere at a decent college and? That, that you're interested in, you start with that mm -hmm. question. Uh, could it be that you start with that question because there's a much higher chance that there is a solid church community sure. there? Yeah. Um, versus if you start with the church community, yeah, there's tons of options, right. and then you might not have. Well, like, you, in terms of the order, yeah. does that make maybe sense? What I'm, I mean, maybe what I'm obviously getting at is... Obviously, priority-wise. And maybe yeah. what I'm getting at is more the attitude of, oh, I'm going to go to this college and when I'm once I get there, I'm gonna find a yeah. good church. Yeah, yeah. Right. Absolutely. It's it's very yeah. I think it's much more that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Where um, instead of remembering again, this is part of this is sort of a um, a classical theology 
idea, but but man is made to worship. Mm. Like that's part of who we are. We're mm-hmm. created for that. Um, and so um, being part of the regular worship of the church every Sunday um, is not a secondary thing to pursuing education. And that really is, um, that's really actually at the center of it. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to pursue further education um, and think that that is kind of a secondary issue that you'll work out later yeah. on, um, then then actually I would argue uh, you, you might have a very um, flawed view of what education is for. Mm. If that's not at the center of it. Yeah. Um, and again, it, you, you might not do it by looking at a list of churches and be able to find a sure. school near sure. one. Right. Yeah. So some, yeah. Practically, you have to do it differently sometimes. And if you're thinking about college in terms of who is this forming me into, how is this forming me, how are these four years I'm spending forming me, then I would say, you know, church should be a a very key piece of that answer. Yeah. So some of the other practical questions um, you want uh, um, in terms of the students are, um, and parents talking with their students, are you... um, um, I think parents should be helping their students understand that, um, and I think this is just a huge hurdle for most parents, um, I don't want you to go to school to get a job. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to be the reason you pursue mm-hmm. higher education. Um, I want you to pursue higher education because I want you to learn at this new level, at the collegiate level or at this level, what it means to love the Lord with your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm-hmm. That's what I want for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I don't think parents think that way. Yeah. Yeah. They start the frame. I mean, obviously, it's in the culture. It's everywhere. But right. They start the frame for their kids in terms of, well, you know, yeah. what, what career are you interested right. in? Yeah. yeah. And I think, um, and again, at some point, you have to, you do have to get a job. Yeah. Right. At some point, you have to have rubber meets the road. Start like, I, I, building yeah, the skills I need for to have, it. Yeah. I have skills. I need to make some money. Um, yeah. And but, but there's a, I think there's a way of teaching our children also that um, you should pursue your interests and you should pursue the gifts and abilities that God has given you, but also remember that you can do anything to the glory of God. Mm. And so, again, that job, is that's not the most important thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just not. Um, picking your major and really nailing it um, is really not the most important thing, mm-hmm. but most parents treat it as kind of as mm-hmm. though it is. Um, you talk to, you know, most um, people that have a degree, um, and you ask them, are they, you know, and you're a good example of this. Are you working in the field that you got a degree in? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. a huge percentage of people say, no, it has nothing yeah. to do with what I'm, yeah. um, what I'm doing now. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I think that's normal. Mm-hmm. But the, but we put such an emphasis on yeah. picking that one thing. Yeah. I mean, there right. is, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being in that situation. No. There's probably flawed thinking that got you to that right. point. Well, and it's, and it's there's nothing wrong with being in that situation, but I think it reveals, um, it begs the question, why do we put such an emphasis mm-hmm. on the job? Yeah. People change careers all the time mm-hmm. and or shift, you mm-hmm. know, lat, make lateral moves in terms of what they're doing all the time. Yep. Um, and it's really good to pursue something really hard for a while, and then it can be fine to change and pursue yeah. something else. But, but we, what we don't want to do is sort of teach our kids that that's the primary thing that you should be doing for these four years. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's not. It's not yeah. the primary thing they should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those are helpful. What does the 
what does the ideal college experience then look like? You you don't have to yeah. get into the weeds too much, but what are the what are the components? What yeah. are the pieces? So when uh, if uh, my kids are pretty young, and so I haven't been thinking about this particularly for them, sure, in that sense. But yeah. but when when my kids get to the point where they're pursuing college, what I want, um, if I ask the question, what am I hoping that they get out of it? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that they learn to be. Um, Hopefully they're learning it even already before they get to that point, but in a new way, learning um, to be responsible, um, faithful um, worshipers and followers of Christ Mm -hmm. in everything that they do. Um, If my kids graduate from college and that's what they are, then I think um, along with the the other more formal education side of it in terms of um, um, being able to take part in the, the great conversation, yeah. um, being able to see the world, understand culture, understand how to build culture and be a part of it, mm-hmm. understand their duties, um, understand the um, the pursuit of excellence and pursuit of virtue. That's all part of this yeah. education that we're talking about. So what are the pieces that get you there? Is it... In terms of what the education looks like? or the... Yeah, overall, I would say, I, I if you can, I just... Obviously, again, there's no perfect recipe, um, but what are some of the components? Are, like, is it living away from your parents to have some of the, is it yeah. ge- geographical separation? Is it, um, you know, studying music, studying history, study? Yeah. Is it um, what kind of experiences, what kind of living situation? Yeah. What are some of the components? All right, how much are you working, right. working, right. you know, a paid job yeah, during right, college? Right, right. Um, I think... Um, uh, all those things you mentioned, I think, are really important. I do think um, getting to a point where you're not living at home and having some of that distance and independence, both because of the um, opportunity for responsibility it mm-hmm. provides and the opportunity for risk. Mm-hmm. It, like, that's really important mm-hmm. um, for a young man uh, to go out and realize that um, he has to do his own laundry. Mm-hmm. Like that's a really yeah. good thing um, yeah. for a young lady to go to leave home and realize that she has to be able to um, feed herself and cook. Mm. Like that's actually a really good thing. Yeah. Um, and there's risk involved, right? <laughs> what if I what if I'm not, not able to do yeah. these things? Yeah. Um, and uh, learning to provide for yourself or provide for others mm-hmm. in those ways is really really good. And again, I alluded to this earlier, but the idea that we have of um, the college experience being one where I go and consume. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's actually not a very Christian yeah. um, perspective, yeah. right? Where I'm going to go deny and, yourself, except for these four years, right? Yeah, years. and yeah. and so um, so so that's a big piece of it. Um, no, you sh- we should be going and being pre- and preparing, being prepared. Students should be being prepared to be um, faithful adults. And that doesn't mean that there's that college should be you know boring or not exciting. There's yeah. all kinds of fun that goes on in that, right? Mm-hmm. You you learn to I think actually. Um, learning to live with roommates. I mean, this is something that happens at every college, but that's a really important thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> learning to yeah. live with another person um, that has different standards than you and different... And, um, and different, even if you live with a sibling, different standards than your family. Yeah, has. right. There's yeah. all kinds of good that comes from that. But So that's part of the experience. That I think it's a good stepping stone. Ultimately, I think it's a good stepping stone towards marriage, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and, and having your own family. Um, another piece of it is... Um, the again that church community, but but um, not just 
I think ideally you want a community where it's not just Sunday, but it's actually you're part of a you're part of a broader community. Here's one reason for that. I think a lot of people, um, a lot of young adults, they leave high school, they go to college, and they spend four years with people, um, you know, hundreds or thousands of people who are eighteen to twenty-two. Mm-hmm. And then that's not good. It's, well, it, it's not necessarily bad, <laughs> sure. right? But but here's the problem. They then come home from that mm-hmm. and they come to a, you know, so we've had this, uh, um, you can see this in churches like ours where they're smaller. You have some college um, students coming back and they look around and most of the people there are not 18 to 22. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they feel a little bit like um, there's no community here for mm-hmm. me. I think sometimes part of the problem is they have, sometimes it can be because there, there isn't that community, sure. right? And, and so I tell people like that, well, that's why you need to be here so you can build that yeah. community. Yeah. But sometimes the problem is they have a perspective of that community means people that are like me. Mm-hmm. And they've been um, sort of subconsciously taught that for four years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas if you have, if you, if you have a, if you're able to go to school in a context Go to college in a context where you have a vibrant community around you, um, and a, a vibrant church community. You're actually able to realize that um, it's not all about you. That it's not all about yeah. you and your age group. Um, that there is a bigger world out there. Um, and and so that transition then when they when they move back home um, or they go on to other places, they're not. It's not jarring. Yeah. They've been prepared for that. Yeah. There are still some things to get used to, right? Because you're even in a, um, I think in a healthy healthy environment, you're still spending most of your time with eighteen to twenty two year olds yeah. um, in that college experience. But but it's but you've been prepared to see and know and recognize the diversity of community. Yeah, yeah. How uh, how does when do you start including? skills training then can those be a helpful part you know let's assume uh, let's assume the ideal college experience has um, the liberal arts yeah does it include some form of job prep skill training yeah, yeah. Um, and, and if not where where and when yeah ideally do some, you learn some of it depends on the discipline right so again with medicine like th- there's some things that really do need to be learned um, and then need to be taught and studied in, yeah. in a more formal setting. Yeah. Okay, um, so some of it is that. And, and again, I think a lot of that, um, having that time of that foundation built and then going on to pursue those things afterwards is a really good um, progression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have, fr- I have several friends who did that, have done that. They've, they spent four years, got a bachelor's in the liberal arts, Christian liberal arts, and then went on into medicine. And they've said they, they are nothing but grateful for the foundation that they mm-hmm. had that had been given to them before that. Yeah. Um, I have some other friends who um, uh, these were um, uh, guys I went to school with, and um, uh, there was a group of probably four of us who were studying, you know, this Christian liberal arts school, um, and we end up um, going doing this internship um, in software software world. Yeah. Um, I learned to code. I like I'd never coded anything okay. in my life and yeah. this company you know, provided an internship and um, three of those guys um, there were four of us at the time three of them are still in that world hmm. um, and have never done any formal training hmm. in that world 
Hmm. Uh, they've maybe gone on and done some you know additional classes and things yeah. like that now. It, yeah. this, I'm not talking we started you know ten or fifteen years ago, yeah. um, but and they would say that it was actually their part of their liberal arts education was what made them able to do that yeah. and pursue those skills more independently. Mm. Um, actually, so some of it depends on what the skills are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you want your, I, I want my accountants to really understand accounting, yeah. right? And I want them to be able to go and get certified and get those yeah. um, tests. But I have another friend who's pursuing that right now on top, having finished a four year, um, bachelor's in the liberal arts mm-hmm. and he's now he's pursuing his CPA and um, and is making it happen there's there's kind of alternative ways to do it without going for a four-year degree yeah um, and so he's getting that foundation plus getting that certification without having to go through the normal means of doing it. yeah like th- so I think some of it is we think that this is the only way you do it yeah yeah absolutely I'll, I'll let you, we'll start to wrap up here. I'll let you just kind of um, bring it to a conclusion with, with what would you say, um, you know, you can you can hit on any of the main points you've already touched on. Um, what, what's the most important takeaway? What's practical, practical for us in terms of next steps, takeaway, real practical things we should be taking away from this conversation? And then... Um, just any any important reminders that we need. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things is really considering that question: What is education for? Um, and if education, at its core, is not um, the, if the purpose of education, and again, I'm I'm kind of separating education from skills training. There's relation. Yeah, they, they are yeah, related, yeah, yeah. but um, education is really. Um, I think much more than that. And if education is not at its core training people up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord in the discipline and the paideia mm-hmm. and instruction of the Lord mm-hmm. so that they can love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength under the Lordship of Christ in everything that they do. Mm-hmm. If it's not that, um, then then why are we pursuing it? Yeah. Yeah. You, you talked about them in terms of being separate. I think you could accurately say skills training is a form of education all everything else that you just talked about is also a form of education we yeah. need to be doing this yeah well yeah I would say it's, it's a little bit more like um, the, the thing I was talking about is the core of it and and the skills training needs to be brought in mm-hmm. underneath it mm-hmm. or rest yeah. on top of you know, depending on yeah. your analogy right yeah. um, but it's not um, it's separate separate from it in the sense that it's not we think of education as skills training like that's just right. that's just yeah. how we're wired yeah um, in the culture that we're in. At least college education. Right. And STEM, you know, right. All, right. Right. elementary, high school right. too. Yeah. Right. So so there's that piece of it. And then the other thing I think is um, one of the ways that I think we'll get there culturally to, to really think of education that way mm-hmm. is if we, um, particularly if we didn't receive that kind of an education, mm-hmm. if we um, are humble enough to think, I need to continue learning. I need to continue my education. Mm. And again, what I don't mean by that is pursuing skills, yeah. which is a good, great to pursue new skills. Yeah. But what I mean is I, I need to continue my education of understanding who God is, what this world is that he's created, what's the history of this world, what's the history of the conversation that we're in, mm. what has brought us to this point. Mm-hmm. We're, we're not autonomous. Mm. Um, and I think if... If parents don't 
embrace that. It's going to be much harder to um, see some of the value of um, the, the real value, the, the wealth that comes from a Christ-centered um, liberal arts education. Yeah. Which again, it's not the it's not the only thing, but that really should be the foundation for a lot of yeah the education that we pursue. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Great. Thanks, Tyler. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Work Is Good. If you enjoyed it, share it with someone else, leave a review, and listen next week.